0: I've got my Honda Vision here and on the front it's got a clipboard, Uh, it basically allows me to put points of interest on the front and a little map of London as well which helps me navigate myself um, while I'm learning, hopefully I won't need it for too much longer. My name is Bo, I am 22 years old and I'm doing the knowledge. Okay, so I'm outside boardwalk house. Uh, which is number 51, Hyde Park Gate. Uh, I've just come to there from Linden Gardens in Hill. The knowledge of London is basically one of the hardest tests in the world. house uh, so is, on the left or right, Hyde Park You have to reach a certain standard, and if you don't, then you do not become a black cab driver. It's kind of as simple as that. OK, so we're outside uh, the Royal High Commission for sort of and the Grenadines. It's a skill that you're not going to have anywhere else in the world, not in New York, not in Thailand, not in Australia. And so this one is on the, the one-way park. In all these big, beautiful cities, they do not have black-cab drivers, and you can come from anywhere in the world to London, and you can get from A to B knowing that you're getting there in the quickest, safest possible way. Brunswick Gardens, which uh, goes between Palace Gardens Terrace and Bridgegate. Gate. Um, note to yourself, the houses along here are pretty nice. <laughs> Gold. I have been studying this day in, day out for three and a half years, staring at a map. I don't think a lot of people realise how hard the knowledge actually is, how much it takes out of one person. You have to be on your A-game because if you're not, you will not get through it. I'm pleased to say that I'm now on the final stage. I keep having dreams about it. I regularly dream about finishing the knowledge. Um, That was only recently before that I was dreaming about crashing, about roads, about, you know, you you wake up in the middle of the night, three o'clock in the morning, and you think, oh, my God, I've forgotten the name of this road. And you get up, you get out of bed, you go and look at your map, and you remember it and that happens for years and only now I've started dreaming about finishing it and I honestly I don't know what's going to happen but I will probably come out of there doing cartwheels the first 80 runs of the knowledge is more than any other cab driver learns anywhere in the world you know in this
1: trade taxi trade the black cab is the king if it doesn't take over your life, you're not doing it right. This is the icon of the city as well, yeah?
2: So I want to be part of it. It's, it's the best club in the world. The day you get your badge, no-one can explain to you how good it is. My name is Katie Channels, and I am the Knowledge of London manager. You name it on the knowledge, I've done it. Left into Milner Square, Ford Milner Place, Gibson Square facing... See, it sounds like a different language. (laughs) So the knowledge is a testing process which all London black cab drivers have to go through before we licence them to go out there and drive a taxi. We ask them to spend about 18 months learning London streets and roads and then of another year to 18 months coming up and being tested on those. We expect candidates at the end of it to basically have an A to Z on tap, you know, and we expect them to know everything instantly. In terms of applications, we have seen decline over the last couple of years, but then we're also starting to see lots of younger people come through onto knowledge, which is fantastic. You know, it used to be very much that people thought it was for the older generation, it was a backup career, whereas now we're seeing younger people come through straight from school, 18, 19, you can be licensed from the age of 21. I find that with most cab drivers though. Most cabbies tend to have a relation or good friends who have done this. Especially the younger ones. Very rarely do you find a young cab driver who hasn't got a mum or dad who's a cab driver. It's quite unusual.
1: I'm just finishing this form very quickly, folks about getting you on
0: car insurance. Okay. And, um, just... I am indeed I'm the just... first knowledge girl in my family. Yeah, it was just it was just my dad as far as I'm aware before that. Your my dad was a minicab driver in like the 70s and the 80s, and after that he kind of had me, didn't know what to do, knew a lot about cars, went into scrap, buying and selling vehicles. And then he kind of thought, you know, I need a stable job. So he started up a fleet of taxis and did the yellow badge as well.
1: Can you open the bottom window? Don't open the top window, because it was tightening up, otherwise that's going to fall off. That the hand. yellow badge
0: is uh, the suburb badge. My dad's got the Bromley badge. It's effectively the same as the green, but definitely not in terms of mass, um, but it, it's got the same values.
1: My name's Nick Wright. I'm a suburban cab driver and I'm Beau's father. I'm, well, f- how old am I? 63. I'm fortunate enough to have brought Beau up on my own since she was about three. She's now 22. She still lives with me. We have a great relationship and she's started doing the knowledge. Do you want a biscuit? Didn't you offer any biscuits, digestive or rich tea? Which do you want?
0: Or Kit Kat? I like living with my dad while doing the knowledge. He helps quite a bit. He cooks me dinner a lot of nights.
1: I support you.
0: You do support me, yeah.
1: Financially and spiritually. Mentally. Yeah, mentally. Just Just support her because she needs support. But, you know, when I get old and can't walk, maybe she'll support me, but I doubt it. She says she's going to put me in the home up the top of the road.
0: Sounds about right. I always see myself, my dad, as a team. So we've got this, and it, it's not going to go away anytime soon. He's basically done everything for me, and he just influences everything that I do, even now.
1: We like motorbikes. We do have a, you know. We're
0: getting we mature have. around motorbikes. I mean, we have. We,
1: we talk. We talk motorbikes a lot.
0: We're petrol, petrol heads, I suppose. I've definitely inherited traits from him with regards to driving. I've watched him all my life, in, in big trucks, on lawnmowers, on bikes. Every vehicle you could think of, I've sat next to him on it, basically. My driving manner comes from him.
1: Wherever I went, Bo went, if you know what I mean. Because Mum disappeared out of our lives, you always sat in the front seat, didn't you? Normally, parents, Mum and Dad in the front, child at the back. You know, Bo sat in the front with me, so we had discussions. And you read the road, didn't you? You yeah. read the road at a, a, an early age, I think.
2: London's a big old city. It's unlike other cities because it's so old. It's intricate streets, roads, alleyways, roundabouts. Obviously, you've got a big river running through the middle of it, and a lot of people think the Thames is just straight and it runs from east to west. However, we've got bridges that go from north to south. We've got bridges that go from east to west got the likes of Hyde Park, Regent's Park, Battersea Park, which shape the framework of the streets and roads around it in them areas. So that's where it is important to have the knowledge, study the map, so that you can work your way around these obstacles when you're driving. I mean, I love London, and I think anyone who's gone through the knowledge, London will always sit in a piece of their heart. And it's almost like you get that badge and you own a little bit of the city.
1: Right, how are you today? All right? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you, sir. Yeah, brilliant, okay. Uh, <clears throat> right, what I'm gonna ask you to do is to start in front of, or out on the Waitrose Taxi Rank Holloway. Waitrose Holloway Yes, sir. Taxi Rank, sir. Um, yes, sir, thank you. That's um, on Holloway Road, sir. Good, okay, and then we are heading over to Waitrose John Barnes. That's the name of the store. So drop me from Holloway Road to Canfield Gardens Thank for the Waitrose taxi ranks. Great. So there's one left on Holloway Road.
2: It's quite difficult to break down the streets and roads. Technically, they'll throw out there, you know, 25,000 streets and roads. But in terms of points and runs that we ask candidates to learn, so before they even come up for an assessment, we ask them to learn 320 runs. The avenue,
1: left into Clariton Road. Left onto Brecknock Road, right onto Lake. A
2: run is the roads that you would use in between two different points of interest, which is basically a place.
1: Holmes Road, forward to Alphonse Street,
0: left onto Taleka Road. So I
2: might say to someone, I'd like you to pick me up at Kings Cross Station and I would like you to take me to Euston Station. So it would be the road network that they call out.
1: Left onto Eton Road, right onto Adelaide Road, right into Finchley Road.
2: And then whilst they're on appearances, again, they will pick up thousands of points of interest while they're coming up here, having their verbal assessments.
1: The right, OK, any of the appearance? Um, pleased to say you passed there today. Very well done. Sorry for the um, struggle, sir. I'm feeling very nervous. That's fine. That was completely understandable under the circumstances, but that went very well. There's a few things we can do as far as feedback's concerned. Her memory is hopeless apart from anything else but the knowledge so if I say look you haven't done that and she, because her mind's on the knowledge she's no good at anything I mean look at the way she just puts her clothes down her hats her crush helmet her gloves just goes anywhere so I'm tidying up after her all the time and then if I say look where's so-and-so in London she'll immediately rattle it off because that's all she's got in her head which is right because that's how it should be but after the knowledge she's cleaning she's cleaning up She's amazed me. She has absolutely amazed me. And a lot of other people as well, because we all thought she was thick. So I think we're not amazed. Amazed is the wrong word. We're proud that she's really had a good go at it and she's doing well. She's getting the results. We're proud.
0: I was probably, you could say, quite a naughty child. Uh, I liked an adventure and I liked... Uh, doing things that I wasn't supposed to be doing. Uh, so at the age of about 14, I decided that I wanted to be in the army. After coming out of school, my plan was to just join up straight away because I thought it would give me a sense of purpose and I wanted a job that was going to be more fun. Oh, I-
1: When she first announced she wanted to join the army, I was, I, I was upset, really. But at the end of the day, it's her choice. We went along to an interview sat in front of this sergeant, and um, so he said, what do you want to do in the army? So she then said, bomb disposal, which I promptly got her like this.
0: Grabbed me by the scruff of so the neck.
1: So, yeah, pulled her over, and this boat was going, hang on, Mr Wright. It
0: was like, calm down, Mr Wright, yeah, please calm, calm down.
1: down. And I said, if you think you're going in the army to bomb disposal, you've got another thing coming. Bomb disposal, you can imagine, I'd never sleep again, would I? Uh, well, I think we did, it went back the second interview, and um, you said, I want to be on the front line. You know, cut a long story short. She actually was training to be a combat medic because she could be on the front line and shoot a gun. That, you know, that's how both thought.
0: I joined the army. On my 17th birthday, I I went paintballing with my friends.
1: And we were all in the paintball area. And then this idiot said, oh, well, we'd like somebody to try our new assault course. And you went off with, with him and
0: a few other kids. So we climbed up to this platform, which was probably about 10, 10 foot high and then we we went down on the zip wire. They had tied
1: an old mattress. Imagine a mattress dumped by the side of the road. It was like that, and it was just roped to a tree. So they were sending my precious daughter straight into a tree trunk, as far as I was concerned.
0: So I went straight down, twisted in the air, and the first thing that made contact was my head on the tree instead of the mattress. So it kind of knocked me out in air, and then I felt for the floor and landed on my back. I I felt something was wrong, because I couldn't move.
1: And I knew she was hurt, I just looked at her, and I thought, no, this is this is
0: serious. Later on, we found out that I'd broken my back of my pelvis. So I was recovering for quite a while, told the army what happened, they said put it off for six months. I spoke to specialists, they said that I'd be fine, and then once I did enrol, it, it turned out that I'd collapsed and the crack in my back had got bigger and they just medically discharged me on not-fit-for-purpose basis. It sucked, yeah.
1: Bomb disposal, I'll have a go. Zip wire, dangerous, yeah, I'll have a go. So I said to her, no more of this. No more putting your hand up, volunteering, no more dangerous stuff. Because you, it doesn't work for you. You're unlucky, so no more.
0: Been driving around on a bike in London for three and a half years there.
1: That's part of the knowledge. I would never agree with that. But then she went and bought a Kawasaki Ninja. So she's got a motorbike, a scooter, and an Alfa Romeo, and she's 22. How bad's that? When I was 22, I had a push bike. <laughs> suggested to Bo to do the knowledge because it came about that there was no B plan after the army and I just said, you know, maybe try and work for yourself. She came round to the fact of being a cab driver because I did it, she knew about it, and the freedom which gave her choices in life. Bo loves driving, Bo loves London, so the two go together.
0: Uh, this is my office. Uh...
1: So basically, Bo said, I need an office upstairs, Dad. So I said, Yeah, all right. And she's turned it into a, an amazing office.
0: Maps as well, around the place with points on them and detailed areas. We've got a few pictures as well. I've got my pinning up board in the living room because there's not enough room upstairs. I've got everything's quite set up, isn't it? Yeah.
1: It's all to do with the knowledge. It takes over. I've got a chair in the other room where I put my stuff. That's about it
0: used to study and all the
1: point sheets that I've collected over the, the years. I, I wake up sometimes at seven o'clock in the morning and she's already in her office, been there since six o'clock and all I can hear is repeating names of roads. She says it she doesn't say it loud but she doesn't do it in her head. She says it in a nice way. British Museum the Elspeth Road,
0: the other right great Russell Street of Bloomsbury. I'll get up and I will call a blue book. Uh, I've done 320 blue book runs, which is just kind of your your bread and butter of the knowledge. That will take me normally about an hour to an hour and a half. After that, I'll call about 500 points of interest. And then after that, I'll make up a pointing sheet, go out and I'll find those places of interest. takes me up to around 1.30 and then from 1.30 wherever I'm at I'll leave and I'll go straight to college So uh, we've just got to the knowledge school um, quite a few maps here, a few chairs uh, quite a few people as well and I'm going to get on with what i now I feel like I'm definitely following in my dad's footsteps because once upon a time my dad was very successful in what he did and I think I'm quite determined to get us as a family back there to that point. That would be like the dream, really. My dad was always talking about doing the green. He'd attempted the green badge about two or three times with various different friends. And when he kind of saw me struggling, not knowing what to do, he kind of said, you know, I'll have one last crack at it and, and see if we can do it together.
1: I helped to start the knowledge as such, just showed I wasn't going to do it all the way through because I've already done the yellow beds and I just, I'm happy with that. I don't want to work in London. We did the first, I don't know, 60 runs together to give her an idea if she could keep it in her head, which she could. She seemed to like it. She was learning. She, she seemed to enjoy learning. And if Bo's interested in something, she'll do it.
0: Driving around with my dad, who knows basically ninety percent of the roads in London, anyway, it was painful. I didn't understand what direction we were facing, or you know whether we were going left or right. But I'm glad I did it with him. Right, we, we were doing it together. We were we? doing it together. And then that kind of fizzled out when you had your. Well, I had a heart attack. attack
1: in November fourteen, didn't
0: I? Yeah, your second heart attack. I think
1: that was brought on by you falling off your scooter on the leaves. <laughs> I just yeah. bought the scooter. <laughs> oh I I said, look, you know, I'm too old. You've got to know what you're doing. You've got to be young, I think. I think it's a young person's job now, driving in London.
0: I was really disappointed that Dad couldn't carry on because I, I was sad for him as well because I know it had been something that he tried to do quite a few times. But at the same time, you know, his, his health always came first to me. A big part of me doing the knowledge is to do it for him as well. So we've got this and it, it's not going to go away anytime soon.
1: I think Beau's proud to carry on something and do better than me. So I did the Yellow Badge, which was suburban, which suited me. She wouldn't do that. She would go the one better and do the green, which I'm pleased about. That's that's great. That's what you want. So she carried on. You met Chris, didn't you? You carried on on your own. Yeah,
0: that was it. So where did you go to then, right? I started off here, and I went like this. How many points were you getting to Twenty-eight. That's not bad. That's, that's a fair day, isn't it? It's not bad. They were kind of dotted I all over. I was at a leisure centre and I bumped into this guy called Chris and we kind of got chatting and said, you know, I'm doing the knowledge. Um, and he kind of looked at me, gave me this look and said, you know, me too. Yeah, was <laughs> that Brunswick Gardens thing? Yeah, can you get that off? literally off the Vicarage Gate? I remember seeing this. And from that point we decided to restart the entire thing together um, and just really give it our all. Of course... Oh, so leaving it, would be on He became my call over partner, which is kind of someone that you do the knowledge day in, day out with. You do point to point. Forward, white horse road. Right. No, I got my left. Oh, no, you got this. <laughs> this is a blue book, right? Which is the questions that, you know, the examiners ask. Um, we did our blue books together. So, your only left is? Give Here's a T. famous cartoon called Looney. Tune. Tune? T- Tune Street. Left Tune Street. Okay. We we point together, we've done everything together um, and hopefully we'll finish this together. Stepping high street.
1: Yeah, I like Chris, yeah, he's a good guy, he's a
0: good guy. Drinks all our beers, doesn't he? Drinks beer,
1: he eats our food.
0: Lives here sometimes. Brings his
1: girlfriend round as well.
0: Allergic to dogs though, that's the only downside. Yeah, he downside. sniffs. Yeah. Bit of a wimp. You should
1: just laugh about
0: it, <laughs> I don't care. Me and Chris definitely have a bond. Um, it's kind of, it's more like a brotherly, sisterly type of love. There have been a lot of blood, sweat, and tears tears of joy and tears of, I want to kill you. We've definitely got a bond, 100%, for the rest of our lives. Melbourne now. Melbourne. Relax, remember, just think reversal. Right and left, Champion Hill. Forward
2: most important thing is getting your call over partner because it's the only person who can truly relate to how you're thinking how you're feeling when you're going through the knowledge you need to build them friendships for when you get out in the taxi you've got those people to talk to as well the knowledge goes back to 1865 most things evolve and you know, we bring them up to date, and I'd like to think the knowledge is a lot more modern than what it was even 10 years ago, and that we're trying to put things online and make things a lot more accessible. But the foundations of what we do day to day haven't changed that much, purely because they work. And if it's not broke, then don't fix it. I think it's easy for people to nowadays just dismiss the knowledge and go, well, why would you bother when you can just consult with a phone or a sat-nav? Your sat-nav doesn't lose battery when it's in your brain. Black cabs are still surviving and, if anything, thriving. The knowledge is important because it produces the best cab drivers in the world. There's no signs, in my opinion, that we're going backwards or we're staying put up. We're moving forward with everyone else.
0: Completing the knowledge would mean... Finally Columbo having center, some sense of security Columbo in my life, Street something that's Maine Maine not going to go away or, um, you know, it's, it's something that I've got uh, for North life North and it's something North that, North, that I can build on. That for me is kind of, uh, I've wanted a foundation for so long North, and I haven't been able North to find it apart from doing North the knowledge. I definitely think that if you could do the knowledge, you could do anything.
1: I will feel very, very proud of Bo. She completes the knowledge. Yeah, I will. I will feel, I'll be very, very proud, Father.
0: You always tell me to go out and hunt.
1: Yes, hunt. Well, I said to you once. It's my job to make you hunt because if I, when I die, you have to survive. So, like a, a, a tigress in the jungle teaches a young to hunt to eat. That's what I've always tried to do with Bo is push her away in a nice way to go... And I said, you have to go and get things in life and don't wait for it to come to you. Go and get it. And that's what she does. Yeah. Bo gets it, I'll pay for it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This episode of Fresh Eyes was brought to you by Selfridges Broadcast Channel Hot Air as part of their summer 2018 IC campaign, exploring different ways of seeing. It was a Radio Wolfgang production and featured Bo Wright and her dad Nick, Katie Chennels, Mr. Harvey, Mr. Karim and Chris Wall. The editor was Eli Block. The sound designer was Ivan Manley. It was produced by Holly Aquilina and the executive producer was Ellie DiMartino. Special thanks to Dean Warrington of Wizan Knowledge School and Matt Winfield of TFL.